The adventure continues in the Forgotten Hive, part three. Hey, you think those fishy mushrooms taste bad? Don't lick the rims of one of these ooga uh, holes. <laughs> oh, God. You walk south. The sound of rushing water echoes through the cave. This chamber appears to be 25 foot wide by 25 deep with a narrow, swiftly moving river that has worn its way through the rock here, leaving a small, rocky shoreline of gravel made damp from the misty spray. Off to one side, her fingers trailing almost root-like in the water, is a woman covered in leaves. She is resting among the bodies of several others of her kind, and is so still that one would think her dead, save for the shallow movements of her breath. Her once green and verdant form is wasted, her leaves hanging lifeless, and her face is gripped in an angry rictus, while her eyes stare wildly into the darkness. She leaps up, eyes wild with insanity, and a loud whisper yells, Huna Endes! Which, Chedbar, you understand, is elvish for who is there. So Chedbar um, replies in kind, in elvish as well, introduces himself as Chedbar the Nimble, and he also says, I am Chedbar the Nimble. Um, it's it's great to meet you. Um, I can't help but notice you don't look so great. And I saw perhaps one of your friends out uh, outside who also wasn't looking so good. In Elvish, she continues, A group of us were concerned about the recent release of honey wasps. So we entered the cave to explore and find the nature of the threat to the woodlands. While we were slowly exploring the caves and the keep above, honey wasps infested my tree. They killed it. They killed it. They killed it. They killed it. Her eyes are alight with madness. Her leaves are wilted and browning and her bark beginning to peel. What was once a creature of fey beauty is now caught up in the process of decay. Surrounded by the stench of corruption and rot, the branches of the dryad move menacingly, as if filled with a hunger of their own. The ground in a 20-foot radius around her erupts with grasping weeds and vines. They quickly grow and surround everyone. Then just as quickly, they wilt, die, and shrink away to nothing. She continues in a soft voice once more. In my agony, I did not know what I had done. She looks at the dead dryads at her feet. The blighted wood was once a great and healthy forest, and home to many of my kind. It was destroyed by the burrs beneath the Maltod. She looks back down at her family around her, her face full of deep sadness. Chedbar, mm, perhaps you should fire breath this creature. No, no, bl Blender. She... What are they saying? So, oh, it's it's a lot to explain, but it, it sounds like these these tree people are being made very sick by the this fungus, the, these spore people here. Um, I can't I can't quite understand the full story, but it doesn't seem good. The, these tree people from what I know are they're beneficial to to the places that they inhabit we should try to help them we just did we just we just got them so Chedbar will say to her are there many of your kind left are there some we can still save we would we'd be willing to try and help there are some dryads left, but the Maltod, there are many. They are devourers of nature. They were driven underground millennia ago and, and thought destroyed, but they have been unearthed by the goblins and their ceaseless digging. You cannot let them reach the surface. Yes, I'm familiar with these sneaky goblins. I, I am a drow. 
familiar with the underground caverns and also familiar with the stories of Maltod. Then you know they spread like a cancer across the land. A plague of man-sized locusts devouring all plant life they can reach. You must destroy them. So I will turn back to the party and sort of relay what I've been discussing and also explain a bit about what Chedbar knows about the Maltod and their history. I, I think we need to try and help. These, these dryad are... They're sort of an important part of the ecosystem, you know what I mean? Did she mention anything about anything in the, the tunnels? Like something that might be worth something? Or? Well, you know, I find that sometimes the treasure are the scraps you get in along the way and the people who you beat into a pulp, you know what I mean? Mm, I haven't found that. Hey, puts food on my table. You eat the people that you beat up? Well, no, 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 I... I get paid to win fights. I was going to say pulp sounds gross to eat. You will destroy them. We will try. For sure. I never uh, am one to step back from a good fight. Ask her where the treasure is. I I uh, just ignore that comment from We don't we don't know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> there is one last thing I can do to aid you. As she is speaking, she lies down among her fellow dryads. She becomes still once again, and her body crumbles into a pile of soft, rotten wood, leaving behind her final gift made of her heartwood. You see an intricately carved, five-foot-tall staff gleaming in the debris. That's twice as big as any of us. <laughs> this is going to be hard to fit down the tunnels. Oh, this poor... A little inconsiderate. Poor tree person, she... She gave her last breath for this, this, uh, whatever this twig is here. Yeah, exactly. You just, I hear, you try to help me and carry this around, too. Blender can probably tell what it does. Does look pretty sturdy for a twig. Well, here, yeah, Blender, what, what can you tell us about? You've read lots of books. Well, yes, I am quite learned. Uh, perhaps I, I'll, I'll take this. It's got to have some sort of, you know gotta be something special about it this this tree lady died to give us it oh boy it's quite heavy i've adventured before i know how this sort of thing works <laughs> give me an arcana check seven it is a big staff <laughs> it does seem like maybe it's magical maybe you're not sure as i suspected a bird a birdism stick of wood yes <laughs> Let's just leave it here. <laughs> I, I imagine it's worthless. Yeah. I mean, not well crafted either. It's sort of bendy. Yes, and look at look at the gnarls here. Ugh. And knots. So it's not good wood at all. If none of you are going to take it, at least in respect to her memory, I, I'll carry it with me. Maybe I can smack someone over the head with it. It's got a pretty good reach. Look at how long it is. I mean, perhaps we could perform some type of last rites and send it slash her adrift down the river. No, no, no. I, I will I will carry it. I'm more than capable. Well, maybe I can study it a, a little bit longer once uh, once we stop to have a rest somewhere. So which way? I picked the last one. Did, did she say which way we needed to go? No, not really. What do you mean? You you can't understand her. That's why I'm asking you. Well, I know. I'm just saying. I she didn't tell me. <laughs> I suppose that's factually correct, Galora. Thank you. Um, no, she didn't really exactly say where to go or what to do, other than just we need to stop these fungus people. All right, let's go that way. And I point up to the northeasterly cavern and head that way. Well, I suppose that is the way that we, we, we the, the, the Maltod uh, seem to be approaching. Maybe they are protecting the treasure. That's what I was thinking. So ahead of you, the tunnel splits again. There is a fork that goes towards east, and there is a fork that goes north. To the north, you hear a slight crackling of... Ah, the, the crackle of a death shroud. ...fires, <laughs> and see a slight <laughs> flickering of flames... To the east, you don't really hear anything. 
I'll continue on to the fork. What does it smell like to the east? Is it musty or is it that awful, clear-smelling air? It is musty and mushroomy everywhere down here. Smells quite clear to me. Now, if you perk your ears up just right and listen, the sounds of death to the east, silence. The dead rarely make noise. I I do hear nothing to the east, like you said, but I hear something to the north. What what, what is that? Do you hear it? It's not dead, then. Not dead yet. <laughs> Perhaps it's more of these mushroom men. I guess we head to the not dead thing, and I head north. And I'm going to be stealthy in the process, too. I'm just going to take my time. Oh, give me a stealth check. 20. You're stealthy. Is everybody behind me stealthy? <laughs> or is that useless? I'll try and follow uh, Biggest's lead. I mean, I have disadvantage. Are you in heavy armor too, Bill? Yeah, I am. Hmm. Noise. 19 with disadvantage. 8 for Chedbar. Emily, would you consider this to, like, the, the tunnels are in to be, like, rocky terrain? Yes. Okay, so I benefit from my stone camouflage being a deep gnome, which means I get advantage. Dope, dope, dope. And advantage is a 13. Woo! Doesn't matter because Chedbar ruined it for everybody. (laughs) 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 Clink, clink. The air of this room swirls with flakes of soot and clouds of smoke rising up from multiple small fires. The flickering flames cast dancing shadows, nearly obscuring the other tunnels leading away from this hellish scene. A whiff of charred flesh hangs in the air. There's movement at the base of the fires, writhing black and red chitlin-covered fist-sized beetles, feeding on dead albino bats and other cave vermin, stacked atop one another and burning as the insects feast. As Chedbar follows the others in, he trips, makes a loud noise, and the beetles react. They climb up on a wall, the back wall from you, and together they spell out the word who. Whoa. What's the chances of them randomly making a word? Well, if you give me a second, I can calculate it. All right. (laughs) Not good. (laughs) There isn't really as much excitement going on in here. (laughs) Are you bored already? Just a little. The who with a question mark changes to a who with an exclamation point. Oh, less bored. What What does it say? I'm not real good with reading. H, wait, W-H-O. Oh, yeah, wh- what's that? The World Health Organization. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they're excited about it. <laughs> no, 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 they're simply asking who. I am... Uh, Let the dogs out? Blender. We have no canines. Nine Glora. I am Chedbar, the nimble. And they call me Biggest. The beetles move, and they spell out the word food. What kind of food do you want? No thanks. I am a bit peckish. Ooh, I have mushrooms. Is there a question mark or an exclamation point? There was a question mark. Food question mark. <laughs> oh, punctuation's important. <laughs> I'll take out the um, Frank and throw the smiling fish to towards the wall, like at the base of the wall. I go, no, no, no! There's money in that. Oh, oh! I, I'm so, I'm so sorry, because I, I completely forgot. As soon as the fish lands, the beetles surround it, and the fish ignites, and the beetles start to eat it, and they completely ignore you now. Uh, perhaps we uh, should get out of here. Yeah. Someone lead the way. There is a tunnel to the west, and there is a tunnel to the northeast-ish. So the west is uh, the quickest way without going through the the beetles, so I think I'll head that way. I'll just follow whoever's leading. Blender, you're a rock gnome. You should probably lead. Well, I uh, I don't know if that's uh, wise. For, for well, my you own can safety. calculate the best way. A wizard, yeah. <laughs> Let's put our wizard up front. Don't, no, don't, don't worry. I'm used to tunnels like this. I'll lead the way. 
The floor of the passageway to the west tunnel gives way to a yawning sinkhole that spans the breadth of the passage. The collapse seems relatively recent, and the clicking of stones still falling below makes the danger of the sinkhole clear. It stretches down 60 feet into a collapsed portion of the sapper's tunnel system, and despite its presence, it is possible to move through the passageway, but it looks risky. So, we had a hard time going over that river. I'm thinking we're pretty much all going to be at the bottom of that pit. <laughs> now, uh, uh, because I, I believe we will be okay, as this uh, appears to be a yawning sinkhole, far less dangerous than a snoring mm. sinkhole. So if you just stick along the edge of it uh, and be very careful, I, I'm sure that we will be fine. I think we need to just go to the other paths. There's so many more options. It sounds exhausting after that river. Goodness. <laughs> this is boring. Yawning sinkhole. It's boring. I, I, I don't have another Frank to, to, to give to the beetles. Then we just go to another path. Well, we could always come back if we don't like where the other path leads. Okay, I, I, I'm telling you, uh, it starts out as a yawn and then goes into a snore and then a full-on slumber sinkhole, and then we're definitely not going to get out of that one. But I don't want to stick around for that. Yeah, let's not see how that goes. I guess we're going to head north. I feel like I'm missing a joke here. We could go south and then there's more path. Like, we passed a bunch of pathways. We can keep going back. We don't have to go through the beetles. Well, just like Blender said, we don't have anything else. To the sound of death it is, then. Uh, I shall lead the way, then. I follow. And we're going to go back just before the beetle room and then to the the east that we didn't really hear anything down, I guess. You go down this tunnel way a little bit, and there's another fork. There's, you can go farther east, or you can go north again. Is it far, far too many choices are presenting themselves in, in mm. this, this network. I'm, I, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. Give me perception checks, please. Ooh, nat 20. Perception for Biggest is four. For Galora, it's 22. Uh, 15 for Chedbar. Blender got a five. So Galora and Chedbar to the north, you can hear, you just make out the sound of Maybe a fluttering of wings? You're not really sure. It's just a soft, repetitive noise. And to the east, silence. You don't hear anything. I'll share that information with everybody. Yeah, I, I hear something hard to say uh, up this direction, and then over this way, nothing. What do you think? Maltods don't fly, right? Uh, right. Yeah, I don't no. think so. Then that way! to the east. Chedbar leads the way to the east. The air in this colossal cavern smells mostly of dust, with only hints of decay from long ago. Hanging from above like so many corpses on a gibbet are multitudes of massive, drained, and lifeless tree roots, each bigger around than a man, and each covered in ancient bite marks. From below, like hungry, grasping claws, rise massive stalagmites. For further than you can see, this cave stretches onward, seemingly without end. You want to give me nature checks? Biggest rolled a 20. Laura rolled 15. 13 for Chedbar. 16. You all are pretty sure you're underneath the blighted wood. And you know the wood above is a collection of fallen and dead trees that have never fully rotted away. Legend states that the land is cursed never to bring forth new life so as to not feed the ancient evil. These, uh, these kind of look like roots, don't you think? Maybe there's some of those those tree people above here. It looks like something's been eating them. Yeah, trying to, at least. Probably the mushroom people. Maybe, uh, maybe we keep going this way? I don't know, it looks like a pretty big room here, but it's got to end somewhere. Chedpar starts to head north. As you explore, you see the image of a dryad, silently screaming in pain. She steps from within a stalagmite. She tears at her hair and leaves, ripping them from herself as sap leaks from her eyes. And after a moment, she fades away. Did you see that? Yeah. Why is there always so much screaming? Kind of freaky. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, it was like some, some type of death echo or something. Is this what you were expecting? Blender? 
Oh, I, I didn't know what to expect down here. I certainly wasn't expecting a, a mean albino wasps or a, a, a very terrifying uh, swimming experience. And uh, this just added to the list of things that I uh, couldn't possibly anticipate. You almost forgot the honey. Pretty good honey, right? Well, I certainly have not forgotten about the blood honey. Give me perception checks. Biggest 16. 12 for Galora. 18 for Chedbar. 4. <laughs> You mentioned honey, so that's what he's... <laughs> that's what Blood is thinking about now. Vegas and Chedbar hear a, the chittering of a swarm of bats pass overhead, and from farther back in the room, they hear tapping of many feet. I duck down as the bats go across and, and sort of scurry over to the side and go, There's something up here! I hear, I hear something moving! Does it sound um, like farther direction we're going into the cave or back from where we came from? farther into the cave. Chedbar will follow suit and sort of take a few steps over to hide in the shadows a little bit, the side of the cave. And he's going to continue to inch forward and try and get a look at what he's hearing. Careful, Chedbar! Give me an investigation. 16. You're not sure what's back there. You definitely hear something kind of scurrying around. Sounds like something big. What is it? I I don't know. I can't quite see it, but kind of sounds chunky. It's got some mass to it, you know what I mean? You could try throwing your glowy sword into the dark. I suppose I could do that, but then I wouldn't have my sword. Well, you have the, the, the useless staff. Wait, I think I got an idea. Throw the useless staff. <laughs> I mean, Glora has a much, much better and brighter sword. So we we kind of have a spare with yours. I'm going to try to sneak up there. I go about 15 feet ahead of Chedbar. 25. You sneak up a little farther and you see a very large worm-like creature that has many, many, many legs and tentacles all over it. As soon as I see this thing, I drop my by uh, being sneaky stealth and run back right past Cheddar in a sprint. Go, I saw it as big as a big gigantic thing up there! And I sort of go behind uh, Blender. <laughs> wait, wait, no, 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 not behind me. What if it has your scent? What? They have, they can, oh no! <laughs> it didn't seem terribly, it didn't seem like it noticed you at first. Um, but are you guys yelling? I was talking loudly, yes. I'm, I wasn't screaming. I'm starting to panic. It is going to start moving towards you then. This is Blender panicking. Does Chedbar see it yet? You, you all see it now. It is coming out of the darkness, headed straight towards you. I'm going to shoot an arrow at it then. It is called a carrion crawler. I feel like I can't see it very well since it's like 40 feet away and I have the 30 feet of dim light. But uh, Then let's roll for initiative. Can I get a... a, a Nope. Sneak, or, uh... Nope. <sighs> Surprise round? Surprise attack, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's worth a try. Had to ask. Uh, Biggest rolled a 20 on his initiative. I rolled a 23. Chedbar got a 6. <laughs> 16 for Blender. The Carrion Crawler rolled a 12 for initiative. This thing's going down. Feed it some blood, honey. It's going down. I need blood, honey. I want to rage. Get the shakes. It is running towards you now, full steam ahead, because food is scarce down in these caves, and you guys look tasty. Galora, you're first. I can't really see what's going on. Help. So I, I see uh, Biggest and Blender in front of me, so I'll, I'll uh, move like 15 feet to be with them. Very dimly off in the distance with my sword drawn, I can see tentacly, nasty looking thing. I'm just gonna stay with the group instead of running up, just in case we run back, because I got very little movement. But I will ready myself. If it comes up to me, I will attack it with my sword. Vegas, it's your turn. I will scoot over to the side by the wall a little bit, try to get a little bit of uh, cover, and shoot an arrow at it. That's 
That's a 14 to hit. That hits. Uh, six piercing damage. And then I'm going to use my bonus action to hide. Roll stealth. 14. Blender. Back up a little bit. And I'll just try to toll the dead on this uh, thing. Which I'm almost out of spell slots after wasting a bunch on Misty Steps. <laughs> so, uh, wisdom saving throw, please. DC 15. Eight. 11 necronic damage. It is its turn now, and it is going to run 30 feet up to Chedbar and lash out with its tentacles and then try and bite him. 19 to hit with the tentacles. That is a hit. Six points of poison damage. And I need you to make me a con save. 22. Ooh, you saved. Now it's going to try and bite you. 13 to try and bite. That's a miss. His shield gets in the way. And it is now Chedbar's turn. I think this is a, a little bit late, but I forgot I could do this. I have a maneuver I can do as a reaction to when someone moves into um, melee range with me. Can I still do that? Yeah, do it. When someone moves into melee range with me, I can brace myself and use my reaction to swing back at them. And I use one of my superiority die. Uh, 19 to hit. 19 hits it. And I add my superiority die damage to the damage roll, so... That is a total of 12 slashing damage. That hurt it. And now you get to take your action. I am going to swing again. I see that my sword was effective. I'm gonna aim for the exact same spot, just hacking away at its kind of abdomen, big fleshy abdomen. And that is a 21 to hit. 21 hits. For six slashing damage. It's still standing. And it is Galora's turn. I think you are probably close enough now that you can see this thing on Chedbar. It's big, lots of legs, lots of tentacles, and it's trying to eat him. Yep, he's now within 15 feet of me. I see that happening, and I'll go up and use my longsword on it. Uh, so I have 23 to hit. That hits. Nine slashing damage. I will put the marker thing on it, so then it has disadvantage on attacking bow. Okay, was well, an action to take the lid off the marker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> totally. I draw a penis on his forehead. Vegas, <laughs> <laughs> it's your turn. I guess I'm going to I'm going to run up and attack with my daggers. 26 to hit with the first dagger. It's a crit. Uh, 17 points of damage. And then my offhand. Uh, you don't even need the offhand. You notice with that attack, it falls limp. So you took down this massive creature. So I run up, I take the daggers out, I jump up again like I did on the other one and try to leap onto it. I drag one of the daggers down in into its head. And as it falls down, I flip the other dagger around in my hand and jab it into it just, just to be on the safe side. No muffin top on this one. I feel like traveling this way seems dangerous. Yeah, that that thing is pretty ugly and seems pretty nasty. Thanks, uh, thanks for having my back, guys. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe we turn around and go back the other way. It was pretty scary, but when you hit it a few times, it looked like it went down pretty easy. Give me, uh, perception checks. Biggest has a seven. Twenty-two for Galora. Adjusted twenty for Chedbar. 14. It's all the same for as far as you can see. Desiccated roots, stalagmites, there's there's nothing else that you can see. Just dusty and moldy and abandoned looking. Just looks like my allergies will be so bad going this way. Yeah, let's get out of here. Let's turn around. Well, I suppose our options are quickly dwindling on ways to go here. So I think Chedbar's going to go back into the... um tunnel the pathway that led us into this room and then there was a path leading north that we never took he will start to venture up there where the wing noises were coming from yeah (laughs) the wing treasure that we're gonna seek yes this chamber is notably taller than the others its ceiling obscured by both distance and shadow 
gentle rustling sound comes from above, like the soft scraping of parchment or the sound of leaves blowing across cobblestones. In stark contrast to the mild sounds of the room, the stench is more than extreme. The reek rises from a floor covered in glistening guano and swarming with insects beyond count. The floor is covered in over a foot thick iguano and glistens with the wings of countless honey wasps, the bat's favorite food. Insects with long skinny legs skip along the guano feasting on it, their wings making a slight clicking sound as they move. In the wall ahead of you there is a faint glint of gold and every once in a while you feel a slight breeze from above. You give me stealth checks if you're trying to be stealthy. Uh, Biggest has a seven. Wow, both are the same again. I rolled, or Galora rolled, 10. Chedbar, with disadvantage, got an 18. That is impressive. Blender has a 12 with advantage. A little less impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think Chedbar, he's just going to be sort of shuffling up, tiptoeing, trying to be somewhat stealthy, but he's going to keep moving, keep leading the pack until he can see something uh, of any significance or, or danger. Well, I mean, the floor is feet thick covered in guano, so it stinks, it's nasty, and since there were three failed stealth checks, you make noise, the bats take flight, and start flying around the room, which causes the insects to take flight and go, and the bats go into the feeding frenzy trying to eat the insects. So there's insects all over and there's bats all over. And occasionally one comes down and tries to clip you and just trying to get an insect. And they're just all over. Uh, it's, it's chaos in this room now. Do that magical movement thing you can do, Blender, and get over to the gold for us. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't believe I will be doing that. Why? Uh, well, look at this place. It's covered in shit. <laughs> I know, but you can you don't have to walk. Yeah, but I have to appear somewhere. To be clear, the gold is in the wall. Like a vein of gold in the wall. Did anybody bring their pickaxe? That's what I thought. Chedbar, give me a dex save. 13. You take one point of damage as a bat scrapes across your head. Anyway, get out of here. I sort of walk back. Yeah, this this doesn't seem like my scene. It's there's there's poop everywhere. There's bats and insects swarming around. Let, let let's retrace our steps. There, there's got to be a better way. Chedbar's gonna turn heel, abandoning stealth. Now he's marching out of here, going back down the way we came. You know what? Maybe yeah, maybe Chedbar's going to try and lead everyone down to where we fought with. Those mushroom people. So there were several other paths back there that we never went down. So all the way down south. There is a path that goes to the south that went to where the dryad was. There's a path to the southwest that you came up. A path to the southeast where you can hear the river flowing. A path to the northeast. You don't hear anything. And a path to the northwest where you don't hear anything. Chedbar's going to go up to the path to the northwest and take a big sniff. It smells musty and moldy the same as it does everywhere else. You know what? I got a good feeling about this path. It smells great. Let's go. <laughs> and you find more forks. You can now go southwest, or you continue north, and you'll be able to go northeast or northwest or southwest two southwest tunnels so many different paths i just I, i'm kind of getting bored of all this selection i got an idea let's each take our own path and that sounds exciting we'll cover but, more ground uh no i i don't think i'll be doing that um maybe if i can stick with one of you at least all right fine fine what if we get into another river give me perception checks <laughs> Like, you're so afraid of water now. Don't even talk about rivers. <laughs> if you ever use them for another one shot, you're going to be like afraid of water. <laughs> you make a good point, uh, Blender. I think if I hadn't been there to save you, you would have you would have been drifting for quite a ways. 
Now, wait a second, because I remember saving you, who is saving him, so, I mean... Well, yeah, I saved him, and you saved me. So, really, I saved both of you. No, that's not how it works. If I remember right, he just appeared someplace else, didn't need saving at all. <laughs> yeah, so I saved. Exactly, see? <laughs> Perception check, did you ask I did. For? Uh, biggest, 19. 20, er, yeah, 19 for... Galora as well. Adjusted 20 for Chedbar. 15 for the Blendman. Chedbar, you can, you think you could just make out maybe the snout of one of those giant lizards to the northeast tunnel. Which way, Chedbar? Well, do we want to get into some more fisticuffs? Because I think I maybe see another one of those lizard things up this way. Is it got a muffin on its back? It's hard to tell. There's definitely two of them at least. What do you think? You want to fight or you want to keep walking and look around more? Well, there are veins of gold around here, so at least you got that going for us. And you said that lady that gave us a stick wants us to kill these things. And I'm good at fighting. So... I say we go get him. I am feeling like a yawning sinkhole right now. <laughs> All right, Ched, Chedbar walks up toward the uh, the northeast fork where he sees what he thinks is a lizard. Are you stealthing up or are you just walking up? Yeah, he. I think Chedbar would try and get a bit of um, an advantage going in. He, he assumes it's going to break out into a brawl, so he, he knows that the element of surprise can sometimes be worth worth trying to get. So yeah, he, he's gonna try and be stealthy. He knows he's not the most stealthy, but yeah. Give me a try to be stealthy check. Twelve. Let's roll for initiative. <laughs> Damn it, shit bar. All right, biggest rolled an eighteen. Glora twenty-three. Chedbar rolled a seven. Blender got a six. Hey, that's my boy. <laughs> you know the the. The ultimate cruel irony of a necromancer's life is they can never raise themselves from the dead. <laughs> it's almost poetic. <laughs> almost. You see in the tunnel, uh, the, the northeastish tunnel ahead of you, there are three cave lizards, and you look like food. Galora, you are first. I thought we were looking for mushroom people. And I like head up by Chedbar, but the tunnel's pretty small. So I guess I just stand behind him for moral support. <laughs> I have nothing ranged, so zero. Just one sword and one shield. As you cheer him on, it is biggest this a turn. I will run up next to Chedbar and shoot an arrow. So I sort of run up and I lean over and I pull the, my string back and let it let loose right by right by his head he hears the bowstring right by his ear and uh, the arrow shoots off and hits the wall and glances off with a seven it is now the cave lizard's turn the one in front is going to move up and try and take a chomp out of Chedbar 18 to hit my AC is 18 you'll take one point of piercing damage and six points of poison damage the lizard in the very back is going to go around to the west the tunnel curves around and comes back down and it's just dashing and it's going to end its movement by Bigus and the other giant lizard is going to climb on the wall and come up and also try and take a chomp out of Chedbar for a 16 to hit. It's not going to do it. I think Chedbar would like to use his reaction to brace himself and put his shield up and swing back at this creature. Does a 13 hit? No, it moves its snout out of the way just in time to avoid being slashed. Blender. 
Uh, Blender will kind of move up behind Galora. Chedbar, I, I know you, you're good at fighting, but uh, maybe this is a, getting a little a little hairy in here. And he's going to upcast. <laughs> he's going to upcast Sleep, use his last second level spell slot. Uh, choosing each three of the lizards in the 20 foot cube to attempt to put them to sleep. So, uh, since I upcast, I get to roll 78 to see how many creatures, uh, or how many. Hit points worth uh, are affected. Mm, okay, so I rolled 34. All three lizards fall asleep. Yes. Nice. Let's go. They have all the gold in their stomachs, but other than that, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, perhaps we get out of here while they slumber. Yeah, I'm going to back up. I'm going to back up. Get out of here. Chad Bark, what are we doing? getting us into trouble. We can go down this way. And I point the other hallway that's off to the the southwest, which I sort of guess that sort of links up with the hallway we were already in. As you go down that hallway, there are numerous hallways off of this one. Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) You can go to the northwest. You can continue south a little bit more, and then there's more westward tunnel to be had. I'm going to make the first turn to the right and continue up the northernly direction. Well, we, we, we better be quick. They're only asleep for about a minute or so. Okay, let's, let's keep going. Pretty much going to hug the right wall, looking down pathways as we, as we pass. I'm trusting you guys to see more than I can. Yeah, Chedbar's got pretty good vision down here, actually. Better than average. As you head northward... You come to a, a large room. Are you being sneaky or are you running? Um, since he said that we only have a minute, I'm probably going to be running. Yeah, I'm going at a fast pace, not, not being stealthy. The musty air of this room dances with tiny motes that swirl through the air, complete with visible eddies. Giant mushrooms towering 15, 20 feet high in the air regularly vent small clouds of spores into the atmosphere. Inside, you see the room is guarded by a pair of Maltrod drones. And it looks like in some of, inside some of the mushrooms, there are other Maltrods that are bigger and more dangerous looking. Oh, uh, not that way! And I'm going to turn around and run back beside uh, Chedbar and, and Blender uh, running quickly down the hallway towards the south. Chedbar is kind of like, what? Because I don't I don't know if Chedbar was, I don't think Chedbar was far enough to really see what um, Biggest would have seen, but There's a bunch of muffins up there! Tons of them! But aren't we, aren't we supposed to kill those things? Like, they're bad. Well, I didn't see any money or anything. Oh, fair, fair, well, fair. Well, we, we better uh, be quick, as those lizards will only be asleep for a, a few more seconds. Okay, this way! And I run down and turn to the uh, right, which is the southernmost passage. Let the record reflect that I voted for the most exciting option. <laughs> <laughs> so you go as south as you can, and there's a passageway that will take you towards the west. I think since these lizards are coming, we're just going to hightail it. Yeah, Chedbar kind of just follows along. He's like, he's not going to hang around by himself, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Well, he does like to fight as well, but he's going to stick with the group. As you run west down this tunnel, you enter a very large chamber at about 20 by 35-ish. The walls are covered in carvings that are crude and very deep, as if meant to be felt as opposed to seen. Each of the walls is covered with numerous carvings, seeming to tell a progressive story. And there is a second tunnel that leads eastward from here, a little farther to the south, like in the middle of the chamber. Uh, what's on the walls? What, what story does it seem to be telling? Are you going to go investigate? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Chadbar will. He's up for feeling walls. Seems interesting. <laughs> what? What? 
It's a story. Chedbar likes stories. He tells all sorts of tales of past fights and victories that he's won when everyone underestimated him. Sort of stuff you'd chisel into I'm a wall. I'm just picturing that Chedbar's like long walks on the beach, feeling walls, you know, like it's just like Chedbar likes feeling walls. Okay. Didn't seem rather suggestive, didn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's pretty rough around the edges. I don't know if he's a beach walker. Okay, but... <laughs> Maybe if the right person came along and, you know, he settled down a little bit. Or the right wall. I mean, you never know. Fair. Fair. Galora, are you going into the room? Yeah. The first set of carvings shows two groups of stick figures. One group is linked in a circle amidst a grove of trees. The other group is beneath the ground and is suckling at the roots of the trees. The second carving shows a trio of figures carrying something, possibly a root, towards a bloated figure surrounded by mushrooms. The third carving shows even more figures suckling at tree roots with no figures to be seen above ground. The next carving shows a large number of figures appearing to hold swords and bows, slaughtering the underground dwellers. On the edges of the carving, it appears that the underground dwellers are dragging away and perhaps eating fallen combatants. The final carving shows a single figure standing next to a wall as if on guard. Pieces of stick figures are scattered about on the floor. So it looks like uh, this is what was happening in the druids. And this is what they were doing, sucking on the roots. And this is what they were planning on doing. Basically taking all the stuff and killing everybody. Oh, I should have known. Bunch of root suckers. Yeah. I don't know anything about root suckers, but... They, what's that big bloaty thing right there in the middle? I, I'm not quite sure. Did it look like any um, thing Chedbar would recognize? Why don't you give me a history? History is thirteen. So which are you looking at? Anyone in particular, or just in general? Um, I mean, I guess yeah. Given that Chedbar does. You know, underground is not unfamiliar to him. Maybe he... Anything that stands out is something recognizable that will maybe give a bit more backstory about what's going on here. Any creatures that maybe, you know, even though the, these drawings are not overly elaborate, maybe he can recognize which what creatures are being drawn. To you, it seems like the first carving represents elves celebrating the forest and its life and the Maltod are below, feeding safely from the verdant life above them. And this is probably the time from before the Great War, when despite not living in balance with nature, the Maltod's numbers were small. They were a nuisance then, but not seen as a threat. The second and third carvings, you can you just you think maybe that's their their goddess, the Madark, and they are making offerings to her. Legend states that the Maltod sacrificed a root from the world tree, Yggdrasil, and that it was this act of blasphemy that pushed the elves to wage war on the Maltod. Which the next draw next carving depicts is the war. Elves were felled, their carcasses dragged below to rot and be devoured by the queens, who turned out ever increasing number of drones and soldiers. It was this time when the population of the Maltod reached its zenith. The last carving represents the fate of this particular hive. Defeated and cornered, the last defending warriors collapsed the tunnels to the surface, shutting themselves off from the elves, preserving their queen and her spores. Oh, would Chedbar assume that it was the Maltod that made this carving, or it was elves that did it? The Maltod. Because he, I mean, obviously there's elven kind of, of his his kind that are underground, right? Any depiction of underground elves in, in any of these pictures? You just make out in the bottom corner. No, no. It looks just <laughs> like you. <laughs> waving behind one of the druids. This is typical. They, they, they never draw pictures of us underground elves. Uh, you know, it looks like I'm just spitballing here, not totally sure, but I wonder if this is depicting part of history where these these underground mushroom people they they tried to do something that no one should ever do they they took a root from 
the world tree and sacrificed it to their goddess. Madark, I believe, was her name or is her name. I, I don't know. I remember, you know, hearing about this when I was younger. But, uh, yeah, I, I think this is a story of this tunnel system and uh, the mushroom people who are living in it. They've holed themselves up down here and, uh, I don't know, they're multiplying maybe? Are they truly worth killing, or...? I think so. They're going to wreck everything. Oh. Doesn't seem like they're, uh, got a lot of treasure down here. Maybe we should go back. Well, um, maybe the tree people will reward us for helping them. I think they stand to lose a lot. It looks like in the picture they're not doing too well. Look at all the little stick figures. I know, they need our help. There's no other entrances, right? Or exits. Or, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that pathway. We can, can we, is there anything in here to block this thing off? Is there any, any uh, stones or anything we could block the passageway off of? Pretty empty. The walls seem like there's, they're well-worn from people uh, feeling the carvings. So the carvings are somewhat worn in, in places um, from creatures just basically reading them. There's nothing else in here except for dust. By my, my calculations, uh, um, Chedbar would block the passage nearly perfectly. Hmm. Go stand over there, Chedbar. Let us know if something's coming. If that's your way of asking for me to keep watch, I can keep watch. But yeah, I, I think a bit of a rest is in order. I, my old bones, you know, I get worn out. You know, not, not what I used to be when I was a young scrapper. Sort of hunker down and listen carefully and not go to sleep or anything, but just lay back against the wall. And... <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> it's a short rest, not a short sleep. <laughs> Who wants to give me a perception check? Uh, Chedbar's keeping an eye out, so... He'll be listening and looking for anything suspicious that seems like a threat. I will. Glora has 11 perception. 12 for Chedbar. Both of you are pretty sure there's there's nothing around. You, you don't hear anything, you don't perceive anything. Perfect. And that's our show. If you're not already, be sure to follow us at IncorrigibleParr on Twitter, IncorrigibleParty on Instagram and Facebook, and you can go to IncorrigibleParty.com for world lore and PC information, and we've recently started adding some maps there as well. IncorrigibleParty is generously sponsored and made possible by Critical Hit Design. For any of your design needs, visit CriticalHitDesign.com. All ambient sound and music is provided by Tabletop Audio, and our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. You can reach him at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. Happy adventuring! This has been a Sounds of Steel production.